0: My left shoulder and hip ached from the hard ground. I rolled to my right side, squirming around on grass clumps and pebbles, but could not get comfortable. Huddled deep inside my sleeping bag against the chill of dawn, i tried to catch a few more minutes of sleep. We had driven north along the valley the evening before, trying to home on the roars of a lion pride, but by three o'clock in the morning they had stopped calling, and presumably had made a kill. Without their voices to guide us, we hadn't been able to find them and had gone to sleep on the ground next to a hedge of bush in a small grassy clearing. Now, like two large army worms, our nylon sleeping bags glistened with dew in the morning sun. a A soft groan startled me. I slowly lifted my head and peered over my feet. My breath caught. It was a very big lioness, more than three hundred pounds, but from ground level she looked even larger. She was moving toward us from about five yards away, her head swinging from side to side and the black tuft on her tail twitching deliberately. I clenched a tuft of grass, held on tight, and froze. The lioness came closer, her broad paws lifting and falling in perfect rhythm, jewels of moisture clinging to her coarse whiskers, her deep amber eyes looking straight at me. I wanted to wake up, Delia, but I was afraid to move. When she reached the foot of our sleeping bags, the lioness turned slightly. Delia, shh, wake up. The lions are here. Delia's head came up slowly and her eyes grew wide The long body of the cat, more than nine feet of her, from nose to tuft, padded past our feet to a bush ten feet away. Then Delia gripped my arm and quietly pointed to our right, turning my head just slightly. I saw another lioness, four yards away, on the other side of the bush next to us. Then another, and another. The entire blue pride. Nine in all, surrounded us, nearly all of them asleep. We were quite literally in bed with a pride of wild Kalahari lions. Like an overgrown house cat, Blue was on her back, her eyes closed, hind legs sticking out from her furry white belly, her forepaws folded over her downy chest. Beyond her lay Bones, the big male with the shaggy black mane and the puckered scar over his knee the token of a hurried surgery on a dark night months before. Together with Cherry, Sassy, Gypsy, and the others, he must have joined us sometime before dawn. We would have many more close encounters with Kalahari lions, some not quite so amicable. But the blue prides, having accepted us so completely that they slept next to us, was one of our most rewarding moments since beginning our research in Botswana's vast central Kalahari desert, in the heart of southern Africa. It had not come easily. As young, idealistic students, we had gone to Africa entirely on our own to set up a wildlife research project. After months of searching for a pristine area, we finally found our way into the Great Thirst, an immense tract of wilderness so remote that we were the only people other than a few bands of Stone Age bushmen in an area larger than Ireland. Because of the heat and the lack of water and materials for shelter, much of the central Kalahari has remained unexplored and unsettled. From our camp there was no village around the corner or down the road. There was no road. We had to haul our water a hundred miles through the bushveld and without a cabin, electricity, a radio, a television, a hospital, a grocery store, or any sign of other humans and their artifacts for months at a time, we were totally cut off from the outside world. Most of the animals we found there had never seen humans before. They had never been shot at, chased by trucks, trapped, or snared. Because of this, we had the rare opportunity to know many of them in a way few people have ever known wild animals. On a rainy season morning, we would often wake up with 3,000 antelope grazing around our tent. Lions, leopards, and brown hyenas visited our camp at night, woke us up by tugging at the tent guy ropes, occasionally surprised us in the bath boma, and drank our dishwater if we forgot to pour it out.